My doctor said what is a program for health information. Be careful that if you want treatment and diagnosis of disease, you need to go to your local health care provider. Hi, this is Dr. Frank with My Doctor Said What? We're here today to talk about your health and a better 2023, a healthier, happier 2023. First thing I'd like to talk about is some quick facts. Telehealth. Telehealth is a great thing. It is a way you don't have to go to your doctor's office if you don't have something urgent or serious, uh, colds, flus, uh, COVID in some cases, uh, different things like that. You can you can uh, go virtually to your doctor. It's cheaper, easier. Get medication prescribed, sent to your pharmacy, and you're not exposed to other sick people. So that's a wonderful thing. Then I want to talk a little bit. I talked about diabetes, and new research is showing <coughs> that for type two diabetes. And we talked about different diets and that and keeping your blood sugar low and having control and exercise and all that. What you need to really think about is preventing diabetes. So if you're thirsty, if you're urinating a lot, if you start having cuts or uh, bruises that are not easily healed, uh, if you start feeling really lethargic, uh, you need to have your blood sugar tested. And if you have an annual physical, as I always uh, promote, then you need to look at your blood sugar levels and your healthcare provider, I'm sure, will be happy to tell you about that. So two things I want to talk about today. The first is, as we've talked about many times, diet and the fat brain. Uh, Nature came out, I think, last week, a uh, very respected scientific medical publication with research that has shown that people that are of normal weight uh, and I'm not a big, big BMI fan, and it's becoming more out of favor all the time, but that have normal weights and that their waist to height measurement is less than 50%, then you, well, that's a 72-inch person with a 34-inch waist. If you stay in there and you don't have a lot of belly fat, then uh, you it shows your brain chemistry, and I won't get into all that, but the receptors let you know when you're full. Uh, people that are overweight, that are mildly obese, uh, that or have lost weight and were obese at one time, do not have the same response. They do not feel hunger, so they continue to eat our fullness. I'm sorry, they feel hunger, but not fullness when they eat. So that's really an important finding. That's why 80% of people within five years will lose a significant amount of weight end up gaining quite a bit of weight back. So that's important to look at. You want to avoid weight gain if you can in the first place. If you've not done that but you've lost weight, you're going to have to really change your mindset and how you look at food which is going to be tough because your brain's not going to let you know. So you have to be conscious about your portions, about your calories. And as we've said before, I'm a big proponent of the DASH diet. Uh, I think that's something that we, uh, well, the Mediterranean DASH or DASH diet is really important. 
And that means you want to include potassium, calcium, magnesium, protein, and fiber in your diet. So your fruits, your vegetables. Uh, you want to have low-fat or no-fat dairy products. You want to have only a few servings of lean red meat a week. You want to have whole grains um, and things like oats, quinone, different whole grains to uh, reduce and produce uh reduce blood sugar, and have complex carbohydrates, not simple carbohydrates. You want to reduce your sugar, your sodium, and your overall calories, and still get good nutrition. With that, I'd like to say, most people don't know what kind of nutrition they're getting. You definitely want to take a one-a-day, just a one-a-day vitamin. You don't have to get anything fancy. A one-a-day vitamin every morning with your breakfast is a great habit to get into. Not expensive, it ensures you get decent nutrition. It's not a substitute, it's a supplement. That's one of the few supplements I recommend. If you're a woman, you need to get uh, one a day vitamins with iron that you can tolerate, a level you can tolerate, very important. And I'd also say for women that are over 30, you need to start looking into taking calcium with vitamin D. Uh, that's a different supplement. Other than that, not a lot of things. Uh, if you're not getting enough omega-3s and 6s, which are part of the good fat chain, you don't eat a lot of good salmon or tuna or those wonderful fishes that are so good for you. Seafood and chicken are the way to go or poultry uh, on the DASH diet. But if you're not getting enough of that, you're just not a seafood person, then you probably need to look at something like flaxseed. You can add that to your yogurt, and it's a wonderful high omega-3, omega-6 uh, addition to your diet. And ground flaxseeds, unless you want to grind your own, old school, but however you want to do it, is a wonderful addition. 1% uh, or skim milk products or low-fat dairy is great. Uh, it really, people kind of have this thing against dairy these days, but it's far better, we've said before, with the enzymes, the complex carbs, the proteins and the fat in the right combination along with vitamins and minerals really make it a very complete food. All distance runners, endurance athletes know they'll drink 1% or 2% chocolate milk a lot of times right after running. It's a wonderful recovery food after exercise, especially high intensity training. So remember that. That's very, very important. But the fat brain is really something you have to overcome. And it's it's tough. Hopefully you've never gotten overweight, but if you have, uh, you you know if you're a man, you see the man boobs or moobs uh, when you start to see your pectoralis kind of sag and they end up being uh, misshapen because you have too much body fat. That's because as you gain weight, you get more estrogen as a man. All a lot of cascade of things uh, cause a problem. Newer studies are showing that cancer rates among those under 50, so early cancer, especially of the um, uh, reproductive tracts, of the breast tissue, of the colon, and of the thyroid, have, and of the skin, has really increased dramatically in the last 20 years. And the only link that they can make to those increases in young people of early onset of cancer is obesity is poor diet and excess weight. So 
So I hate to stress that, but really exercise, moderate exercise, moving around, even if it's walking, a little bit of weight, especially if you're a woman to get some resistance training. It's good for everybody's bone health. Uh, is a really great combination. You don't have to invest a lot of equipment. You just have to think about it every day and spend a little time doing it. Uh, that is a great thing. So with that, I want to talk about how you make medical decisions. Medical decision making. You're your greatest advocate for your health. So I can tell you right now, my recent experience, and I'm fairly knowledgeable, I went to my health care provider and I've had uh, inherited familial high cholesterol and not a great ratio since I was 15, 16 years old. Weighed 117 pounds at 5'10 and a half, so it's obviously a genetic factor. And was in a long-term study, and I've constantly had my cholesterol. And today, almost 50 years later, I have almost the same cholesterol. Poor ratio, 220, somewhere in there, not just slightly high. So you have to worry about arterial sclerosis or uh, plaque in your arteries, which could lead to a cardiac event, stroke, or heart attack. So my healthcare provider, great guy, a great provider, uh, a DO, he said, you know, maybe we should get a, a CT scan calcium scoring test, which is interesting because that is a test that doesn't measure cholesterol, wax, calcium buildup in your arteries directly, but it looks around your heart, two-minute non-invasive scan, CT scan, but it shows calcium, which is related to uh, plaque in your arteries. And a score of zero is wonderful. That's what you want. A score of zero to 100 uh, and 90 to 200 is moderate. Anything over about 250 is starting to get fairly significant. Over 300 to 400, and the scale goes to 1,000, requires some intervention. You may have to have a stent, etc. What you really need is more extensive testing. There are more specific invasive tests when you get to that level that you need to look at. Now, I had to make some decisions. Uh, most physicians, healthcare providers, PAs, cardiac PAs, or nurse practitioners will start to tell you that when you have these factors combined, you probably should go on something like statins, uh, Lipitor, or whatever, that's brand name. The problem with that there's, like any drug, and I've said before, there's many side effects. And those side effects are much less invasive than a heart attack or a stroke, any kind of cardiac event. But you have to look a little deeper. And so what I did was I have a couple of factors in my favor. First of all, my family history, we do not have any kind of cardiac events before ages of mid-80s to 90s. We also have fairly good longevity on both sides of my parents, 97 to 100 years old. Uh, and many of those were in the same study I was in back in the 70s, and they had fairly high cholesterol inherently. They didn't have the test I have, but one thing we also know is studies show that calcium-containing plaque tends to be less likely to break away from the, the walls of the arteries and cause a heart attack or stroke and tends to be more firmly attached. So if you're going to have cholesterol, it's usually the better kind to have in your arteries. 
Also, uh, Surgeon General has come out and said it's not a great predictor of cardiac events. Take all those things together. In addition, I take very little medication, but one medication I take is for my uh, benign prostate hyperplasia, BPH, and that is wonderful because it causes slight changes in your blood pressure up and down and seems to have some flexing effect on the arteries, which they've now shown is significantly protective of cardiac events. Add that to the fact that my weight's always been under control, or my BMI is under 25 or at 25, my waist is less than half of my height. Uh, so I have a lot of good things and I have some risk factors. But when you look at all of the risk factors, and in my family we tend to have liver problems. Uh, my mother had primary biliary cirrhosis, never had drank a drop of uh, alcohol in her life, and yet she developed a, a hepatic or liver disease. So that's one of the effects of statins is there can be problems with your liver, some problems with your kidneys. I have familiar kidney, what they call glomerular filtration issues. So allows blood sugar into my urine and causes some false positives, even though it's not an issue. But it also shows that there's inherently some kidney issues that I would not want to exasperate or make worse. So taking all that into consideration, and I don't expect you to be uh, a physician or a doctor or a healthcare professional, and you don't need to be, but if you'll carefully look at different good sites for medical information and look at all the factors once you've talked to your doctor, first I'd recommend a second opinion and a specialist. I went to my cardiologist and we both agreed with all the different factors. Normally, they would just say, take statins and prescribe them, but we've decided that it's probably not in my best interest because I probably don't have a real cardiac risk, and I do have a real risk of some of the side effects with statins. So carefully think about those things. You don't have to blindly do something because your health care provider recommends it. And what you need to do is, if you're in doubt, you have issues, Look at some good health information online, not just Dr. Google, but look at various sites. Uh, again, university-affiliated hospitals, uh, reasonably good, informative healthcare provider uh, podcasts, and then make those decisions based on the total weight of the evidence and how it applies to your situation. It's your health, it's your body, and it's Really, you're the biggest fan and advocate for your own health. So let me tell you the three factors that are real problems. Don't smoke. Don't uh, allow your weight to get out of control or eat a diet that's high in fats or salt or simple carbohydrates. And have your house tested for radon. Those are the three things that are going to reduce the quality and duration of your life more than anything else for the average individual. So please, please, if you can take those factors, which are pretty simple to modify, then you need to look at those carefully and reduce your risk. I want to tell you to have a great day. And my doctor said, what? It's just a way of plainly, simple, plainly simplifying some of the things that you hear from your health care provider into information you can use for better life and better health. Have a great day.
Remember, send your comments and questions to Dr. Frank at mdswpod at gmail.com.